Hello, my name is Adam, and I've never seen The Fly. <laughs> nice. Flat, flat, flat. Flat, flat. <laughs> flat, flat. Welcome to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It, uh, the show where we show someone, anyone, uh, a friend, an insect, a movie <laughs> they've never seen before, but we feel they should absolutely see. As you heard up top, I'm joined by Adam. I'm also joined by Johnny. Hi. And my name is Bridget. I remembered. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you're going to come around and remember me. Yeah, remember you, then remember me. Yeah. yeah. And this week we are watching 1986's The Fly. So, Adam, thank you for agreeing to watch this movie. I thought you were going to thank me for never having watched it. Like, thank you for never watching it. Well, also that, because now I get to watch it with you. But, Johnny, you say you have seen this movie, but it's been a long time. It has been. Uh, So, do you know anything about Adam before I start spilling out? Right, you should just establish. I know Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Yes, okay. Turns into a fly. Or starts the body metamorphosis and documents for science purposes. I saw that Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. Okay. So whatever's covered in that, I know. That's, that's it. Hey, all right. So this will be a short one. I don't, know if it's um, the, I don't know if it's the same as a Simpsons episode where he goes through a teleporter or if he's actively trying to do science where you can crossbreed and cross whatever okay. to get fly elements in humans so humans could fly or regenerate or whatever it is that flies do that is beneficial to Jeff Goldblum's research. I don't, I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know how that happens, but I, I know Jeff Goldblum either becomes a fly or slowly transforms into one and goes probably mad, you know, as you would. Gotcha. Fair enough. Yeah, I saw this maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I know it was a mainstay on Sci-Fi Channel, I think, for a while. Some, probably, I, I yeah. probably was. I know that it is a remake of the original Fly, which, yes. when does the original Fly come out? Is that the 50s or 60s? 1958. Okay, got it. Does David Cronenberg direct this? Yes, he does. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So, I know, I remember being ooey and gooey and gross, and yeah, that's what is. he's known for. So, I'm looking forward to not seeing any of that again. <laughs> yeah, I remember... I. I remember it being a fun movie, and it's it's very uh, centrally located in most of the movie, so it's not like we're leaving and going certain places, and it's not on like a, a macro scale. This movie is very much a micro scale, no mm-hmm. pun intended with the fly, but that we're very much with Jeff Goldblum through most of this movie. Like, I don't think there's a scene where maybe he's not in it. It's just mm-hmm. one of those where you're just following every bit of his... You're right, he is a scientist, I believe, and he does do research on flies and things like that, but yeah, I don't remember it being like overly scary, but I remember being pretty gnarly towards the end of it. So, but yeah, Bridget, what about you? I love this movie. Oh boy, okay. This is one of my faves. It's not one I go back to for the aforementioned gnarly reasons. Yep. <laughs> this is one of my favorite. There was a time when I was in high school that I would just call people and be like, you guys want to see some shit? <laughs> like, That's great. And I would make make people watch The Fly. Yeah. It's 
gross. I was thinking about it because I myself am merging with another being in my own body. <laughs> so like that sort of has been on my mind and Halloween was coming up and, you know. Shouldn't have walked through that teleporter with that baby. Shouldn't have. <laughs> Bad idea. That's how babies are made, right? Yeah. Right. That's you how I got in this position. <laughs> yeah. You walk through a teleporter with someone who's already a mother, mother. and you become a mother. That way, I think that's yeah, how. Yeah, I think I think you're right. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see if that's how it works. I have also seen the original from 1958. Oh, okay. I've seen that early. Um, Before you saw this one, yes, oh, when wow. I was very little, and it is the first movie I can remember giving me nightmares. Like, Good parenting. Very. Yeah. Well, this is this is on my grandmother. She like. <laughs> Had us, I was sleeping over, I remember being in her bedroom. She must have had TCM on, but I think it was probably October. And mm. so they're just playing like old B movies and fly movies, as you will. It's a horror movie for old people. It's a great segment on TCM, horror movies for, for old, old people. people. Yeah, yeah. I'm, dude, I'm all for it. Yeah. I will mainline that eight hours. Um, yeah, <laughs> But it scared the shit out of me. And it's a really cheeseball movie, but I remember being much more frightened of that. And then getting older, realizing there's this remake by Cronenberg, it's meant to be really gross, like had to seek it out. Mm -hmm. And this is what I go for. Are you guys familiar with like the Saw movies at all or like Hostel? Remember that whole era of like Mm -hmm. really gory, gross gross shit movies? I saw the first Saw. Okay. Brian and I laughed uncontrollably when the puppet rode his little bicycle into the room <laughs> to attack Danny Glover. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen and never watched another one. <laughs> Basically, this is my history with the Saw franchise. Okay. But, I mean, you have, like, the 80s where you have, like, the thing and other movies where they're playing with practical gross out. Like, a lot of movies are doing that. And True. I think the thing... Does the thing come out before The Fly, or...? I'm not sure. The thing is probably early '80s, I think. Yeah, this to me falls in that like reanimator, lawnmower man, like these '80s schlocky horror movies that are all about human destruction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Thing comes out in 1982. That right. does predate this. Yeah. Do you guys have any strong feelings about like body horror or like gross movies? Are you for like for them, against them? Are there any you can think of you can remember enjoying or? having strong feelings about in general. I I honestly don't know, and I'd have to look at a list of like what movies would fall into that genre. Like off the top of my head, I know I haven't seen this. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen The Thing. Oof. Um, I haven't seen any of those other ones I just listed, like Reanimator or One More Man or any of those. So I don't know that it's a genre I ever really go to. I'm also not a horror person, as we've talked about right, yeah. uh, in previous spooky seasons. But, yeah, you're like a hocus pocus type of person. Yeah, I like the family. Yeah, you know the family horror. Goosebumps. I didn't see Goosebumps. No. The show was great though. Um, the books were also good. You know, I should have referenced the thing everybody knows them <laughs> <laughs> instead of in reverse order of the things that right. everyone remembers. But yeah, I'm not like a huge spooky scary. I can deal with it. It's just not anything I seek out on my own. Like if someone for this or otherwise is like, let's put on a horror movie. I'm like, okay, fine. I get, I'm not going to get nightmares. I don't have an aversion to it, but it's just not a thing. Even come spooky season, where I'm going to be like, yeah, let me put on this like snuff film. Essentially. Yeah. 
<laughs> no Cannibal Holocaust for you, then. Oh, God, no. Cannibal the Musical, though. Put that on. Okay. <laughs> Add that to the list. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't like... That's not my favorite corner of horror is the gore porn or whatever have you, like Saw and Hostel. I admire it. It's attempts in the 80s, like The Thing, like Scanners, like these other movies that like really take practical effects to a whole new level creatively. Because I think they're more or less doing it uh, not to like scare you really, but to kind of like gross you out a little bit, I think. And mm-hmm. And I know with the fly, at least with this, not like no spoilers, but I think it's it's not like a complete gross out fest. It's something that builds to something that's kind of gnarly towards the end. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're just getting hit over the head with disgustingness the entire time. Right. It just I think it, it, it gives up. it ramps up a little bit naturally. Yeah, and there's something like I don't know admirable about like the first attempt of doing so- stuff like this, and it's a little campy. Where like the hostile and saws, they're just like mean spirited, and they're just like there's they're not they're not fun. Where these movies are fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, Adam, I hope you'll find that this movie is fun, and that I did have a moment every time I bring a movie to the table. I'm like, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one. Yeah, that's I mean, end the show. Yeah, but I think the last few you've done good. Yeah, I've been on a good. Sp- Streak. What were the, la- what were the last few? Saturday Night Fever was a banger. Yeah, but then she suggested staying alive, so. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, but, but, yeah, but, yeah, but it gave me that song, oh, which yeah. I will remember for the rest of my life. Right. Dance. Dance. Yes. Fire. <laughs> it's all right. We made you watch Indie 4, so. That's true. I'm owed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm owed. <laughs> uh, I just looked at the IndieWire article, 15 Best Body Horror Movies. Uh, I have not seen a single one of them. Okay. Uh, most of them are David Cronenberg. <laughs> As you can imagine. Uh, Which leads I'll... me to my next question. Do you have any strong feelings about David Cronenberg? Do, is there any movie off the top of your head that you think I would have seen, knowing that I haven't seen any of the lists of any of You possibly would have seen the newer ones that he's done, where he's more in dramatic areas, where, like, a history of violence he did. Say, oh, yeah. I have seen, I really uh, He's done yeah. uh, Eastern Promises, which mm-hmm. is, like... The follow-up to the that. Fo- well, not, yeah, it's like a... Spiritual success. Spiritual success, yeah, exactly. But I think recently he has gotten back into that realm, and even his son now is now directing movies, doing that weird fuck with your body type of shit yeah the first one on this list is uh his from this year crimes of the future oh okay so that's the one i'm talking about yeah Yeah. Uh, i'll just run through this list real quick titan from 2021 ever heard of it oh is that is that the one where the chick fucks a car yes got it okay (laughs) yes okay uh all right oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, the pomdor winner has been immortalized in film history for its car sex I do remember hearing about that. I didn't watch it. I, I just heard seen, it. Was I just know it's about yeah about a, a chick woman who fucks falls, a car yeah, who falls in love with a car and fucks it. Okay, fun stuff. I'll have to yeah. seek that out. <laughs> <laughs> the autopsy of Jane Doe, Tusk, which I never remember hearing good things about. Tusk. That's Kevin Smith's weird one yeah. with uh, what's Justin his face? Long. Yeah, Possessor, which is Brandon Cronenberg. From I have seen that. I didn't care about that. Uh, Eraserhead, have not seen it. Uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man from '89. Teeth. Is that the one with the girl who has yeah. teeth on her vagina? Yes, it mm, is. Got it. Uh, Videodrome, another Cronenberg. Slither from James Gunn. I've not seen that either. Uh, the Fly, which we are covering. Scroll right past that so I don't hear any, see any spoilers. Mm-hmm. Raw from 2016. Oh, I hated that one. 
That one's also uh, female sexuality carries the same taboo as a ravenous flesh eating teenager. Yeah, that one was gross. She's like eating her hair and everything, and I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I just Hairs can't. are bridge too far. I, yeah, I, it was a bridge too far for me. We'll start eating teeth the hair. Teeth fucking, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, the teeth and the, like, the get car. Get that shit out of your mouth. Yeah, get that Ooh, fucking hair out of your mouth. You know how gross that is? <laughs> you have any idea where that hair has been? Ugh. Uh, Reanimator. Yeah. The Thing. The Brood. Another Cronenberg. Those, that's the list, according to, yeah. to IndieWire. And I've seen exactly zero of those movies. So. Okay. okay. After this, one. One. Okay. <laughs> One and then done, maybe. That'll tip the scale and <laughs> yeah. like, do I revisit this list or do I never speak to Bridget again? I have a feeling at some point in some October, someone will be like, dude, we're watching The Thing. And I'll be like, all right, well, I'm not going to leave. So I, I guess yeah, I'm, I'm not going to leave. <laughs> I guess I'm it's a little leave. chilly out. <laughs> Forgot my knitted sweater in the car. All right, I guess I'll watch it. So <laughs> that's the only one on the list that I just read off that I think would get shown to me got it i don't think anyone even if people love slither i don't think anyone's gonna pull that out it's like dude let's watch this yeah <laughs> let's yeah watch nobody's this. like yeah have you seen videodrome on yeah. a casual yeah Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> except for maybe me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah guys gotta see slither man dude, bangs see it. <laughs> it's outrageous <laughs> jeff goldblum i think this is his first appearance on the show yes we didn't show anyone independence day because everyone's saying that as they should. As they should. And Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. And then that's almost kind of the extent of my history with the guy, outside of like really good like late night, late night talk show appearances. Right. And just sort of odd behavior. Uh, he was in a couple of Thor movies. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was in Thor Ragnarok. Oh. The Taika Waititi one. Very funny in that. Okay. So he's done some Marvel stuff. Obviously, he's back for the Jurassic World sequels. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in two of those. The director for those just came out and said, I probably shouldn't have done any of those. Yeah, basically. Well, he said Jurassic Park should have stopped with one. Which is funny from a guy, coming from a guy who like produced like the last three or directed them. Yeah, but someone was going to make them. He yeah, might yeah, as well yeah, take yeah. it on and try to make them the best sure. that he can, knowing full well that nobody should have made them. <laughs> and I think the article ends with, and I'm going to make more. <laughs> Yeah, as long as it's like you're an asshole. Right. Oh, <laughs> Just no. fuck the franchise up even more. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. What else has he been in that's like high profile or even. He was on two episodes of Glee. Oh, that's, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. what I miss. That's, yeah. that's what it was. He's, he's made some appearances in some Wes Anderson films. He's okay, in yeah. Life Aquatic. He is in um, Grand that's Budapest one. Hotel, that's I believe. Mm. Yeah. The other one. The dog one was the Isle of Dogs. Yep, Got that's it. right. Yeah, he seems to now kind of just show up as flavor. He's like a couple threads of saffron. Oh, that guy's all saffron. Yeah, yeah just all, just a lot of flavor, and yeah. you don't need much. You don't you need just much need of them to to get like a satisfactory <laughs> flavor out of the whatever you're. That's what should to go been. back to our that's chili. What should, that, that's what should have been in the Indian chili with saffron. <laughs> yeah, I know. How Jeff Goldblumy is he in this? Like, this is so early on in his career that I feel like he isn't the meme that he is now. I think this is what establishes him as Jeff Goldblum. You I think would so? Say. I would say so. I get. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember being a little more subdued or well, not, like, like, off the rails, weird, like, a Jurassic Park character or whatever. See, I think his Jurassic Park character is pretty subdued. Like, I don't, other than the shirtless scene, but I think that's more the, that's the like shot. A, 
yeah. than it is him. <laughs> That's uh, Steven Spielberg's yeah. fault. It's not Jeff Goldblum's. <laughs> yeah. But even his, like, yeah, he's doing his, like, he's got his weird affectation and the water droplet scene or whatever is a little creepy, but I feel like that's not nearly as Jeff Goldblum-y as he is now or on talk shows or in whatever that national Yeah, he's thing embraced his own weirdness. He knows what his brand is and he's just giving it to the people. Yeah. And doses now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely, you can see, yeah, I would say, you know, Malcolm in Jurassic Park is a much more toned down version, though you can see those Goldblum mannerisms mm. peeking through. Whereas this is a role where he can let them loose a little bit, and it makes sense for the character, I yep. would say. Got but it. we can come back. We can circle yeah. back and see how successful that is, or whether you even feel like he's you're getting the Jeff Goldblum experience. Mm-hmm. He was a villain on Captain Planet. Didn't know that. Wow. Huh. What villain was he? Like, uh, Smogster or something? Uh, Vernimus Scum, with two M's. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, how many does he have? Like a three episode arc, or just a one one time uh, appearance? No, I see five different episodes wow. across nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety one. Wow, mm. yeah, Vernimus. <laughs> scum, scum, Verminous scum. Love it. Okay, so there's some other stuff I see on here that I've like. He's in Annie Hall. He's in what was the other thing I just saw that I've seen? Transylvania six five thousand. Which I feel like was a movie that was on Comedy Central all the time. Oh, I don't know what that is. I don't like think a, I've ever seen it, but that name sounds familiar. It's like a comedy vampire movie. Okay. Mm. Carol Kane's in it, Ed Begley Jr. I feel like it was a thing that was on, like... I can picture seeing it show up, like, in, like, this TV screen. Like, this is what's on, and being like, eh, and going, skipping to VH1 instead. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, well, do- we, you notoriously don't dig vampires, which we can't dig into in this episode. But Yeah. We'll unpack that at some point. We'll unpack at some point, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a thing. Yeah, it's it's a thing. It's not the thing. It's, just it's not a, the thing. It's, it's just a, a thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Adam, do you have any expectations, hopes for this movie? As long as it's entertaining and not just boring parts in between body horror stuff. Then I'll be fine, I think. Uh, the The part I'm worried about is that it's a movie that's all about the like, oh, look at this gross thing we're doing. But it might not be entertaining in between those parts, mm-hmm. good or bad. Like, it could be so bad that I'm enjoying it, and that's why it's got cult status. Or it could be really, really good and enthralling, and I'm into it. But it needs to be something in between all of the fly stuff. Okay. I I think I think it'll deliver, but I don't want to overpromise. You won't be swatting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Johnny, how about you? Any expectations coming back to this? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm hoping it's is what I remember it being. And again, I don't want to get too much into what I thought of it critically, but yeah, I think I think you're gonna enjoy it, Adam. Okay. Yeah, and I remember it being fairly breezy, and we're not sticking around too long with this one. I don't know what the running time is on it. It is. Moves at a steady clip. Okay. Just over 90 minutes. Oh, see. So not a lot of time to like... Yeah. Much like the lifespan of a fly. I hope it doesn't feel like a whole Brief fly. and... <laughs> Brief. <laughs> Brief and... And, and busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine. I'll watch it.
All right, we are back. We just finished 1986's The Fly, directed by David Cronenberg. Adam, you were in a very hot seat. How do you feel? This movie sucks. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Apologies to your ears, folks. Um, yeah, I was bored. Oh, okay. I was bored. Um, I like, there were some parts that I laughed pretty hard at. Yep. Uh, like, intentionally or, or not, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But I don't know if it's because... I know the end, basically, mm-hmm. because of the Simpsons episode, which granted, they're like two different things. It's one becomes a like fly boy and the other becomes a boy fly. Like it's like <laughs> one is the body of Bart, but with the head of a fly and the other is the body of a fly with the head of Bart. Okay. Um, See, that's the original. That's more akin to okay. the 1958 version. Gotcha. But... So they were aping that then, not yeah. this one. But him turning into a fly is the point. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of felt like an 85-minute thing to get to the final five-minute payoff of him turning into a fly. Okay. Uh, some of that was fine. Like, I think Goldblum is very Goldblumy in this. which yes, is, he is. It, it's not bad. Um, Gina Davis is good. She was a nice surprise. I didn't know she was in this. But once he, start, once he goes into the machine, I, it, it lost me. Really? Yeah. I think it... I was fine up until that point because I was like, okay, like they're they're developing this romance thing, which moves pretty quickly. Uh, you weren't wrong about the brisk pace <laughs> uh, in the beginning, at least. And then it kind of like once he comes out, I'm like, okay, now it's an hour of him slowly turning into a fly, and I'm like, can I just can we get there? <laughs> can, we, can we get there, please? Uh, I did love the like cocoon breaking turning into the actual fly, like, at the very end. Mm-hmm. But the journey to get there uh, slowed down considerably, and I, I kind of got bored. Okay. Fair enough. Johnny, it had been a while. How did you feel? <laughs> God. Uh, this movie's uh, way more gnarly than I remembered. Mm-hmm. It has, like, some of the body horror that I particularly hate, like, nails and things like that. That shit I hate watching. Horrible. Yes, this belongs in the format of a Twilight Zone episode, mm-hmm. duration-wise, that it does full length, I think, but... Yeah, 42 minutes would have been a sweet spot for this. I think so, yeah. Like an hour with mm. commercials on TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not without its really fun moments, though. I really enjoyed him jumping through the glass window at the hospital. Something I didn't remember, loved revisiting that. <laughs> um, yeah, and Jeff Cole. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is very gold bloomy in mm-hmm. this. I, for some reason, remember being a little more subdued, but I think once he starts getting into like all the sugar and treats yeah. and everything, and he's that's where it really flying out. He's nice. <laughs> did you have that locked and loaded? <laughs> no, I did. It wasn't intentional. Oh, I got it. She might have pre-planned material. Just I did oh, not. God. Yeah, he was buzzing off sugar, um, but. Uh, yeah, it definitely feels a little repetitive. It's like, all right, let's get to a maybe more gnarly stage of what he's supposed to look like or whatever. It takes a little while. It is subtle in the beginning. You see him, his face. He's got all these like, blemishes and yeah. things going on. Which could, you know, if you've not seen this, could be attributed to like, oh, he's being rebuilt. He's being reborn. That's kind of like adolescent acne. It's like he's going through puberty again. Yeah, or he's stressed out over the project or whatever. Yeah, the, that was a nice The touch. point is. Yeah, all the teleportation, all the science and technology is fun. 
You gotta well, love like a sci-fi movie that requires like a heavy fog machine. Oh um, yeah. The use I was of like, fog. I totally forgot. I was like, when that door first opened up, I'm like, cue the fog. Let's get that fog. <laughs> and we got the fog, and then we got like a completely mangled baboon, which I was not hoping to see, but whatever. There was only one, thankfully. Yeah, but I like monkeys, so I, I felt know. horrible about it. One of them does okay. He does. We don't know. We, we don't see, see him again. He could have turned into something grotesque and weird. Like, he's just gone. That's true. We don't he get the results gone, back. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think he ever sent him out for testing. Well, I hope he did. I hope he did. It got him out of that fucking hellhole. <laughs> there's actually... So there's an infamous scene from this movie that was cut oh, after test audiences that I believe involves said baboon. Mm. Where... What does he do? Cover him in honey and eat him? <laughs> Well, no, I don't even want to know what happens to the fucking thing. <laughs> he files on him, I would assume. Uh, There's a cat involved, and it's sort of the preliminary test of the how do I thing. splice and the creature that comes out. And it was so revolting that the studio was like, we can't. He tried to splice a baboon and a cat. Yeah. And the cat-baboon creature is so upsetting that they were like, in a movie built on upsetting gross things right they're like no well see i, I, I mean, almost would have preferred seeing it it would have been something different than the yeah. same kind of oh i'm getting crazier i'm getting more fly like you know like it would have been something it would have been a different thing to see yeah. because we don't really get to see a gene splice we get to see two species spliced and then it takes several weeks for the transformation to take place like mm-hmm. i think it would have been cool to see this grotesque freak <laughs> come out of pod three what if it was like cute and adorable and it was like yeah it was too cute that was why it was the tone didn't fit yeah it did fuck yeah I'd watch that too yeah. <laughs> that hey too. <laughs> monkey cat so I know right sounds kind of nice but we can choose to believe that the baboon is off in a lab just drinking yeah, water someone's and... like having him do maze puzzles and like <laughs> <laughs> giving him yeah, bananas coloring the lines yeah <laughs> Went to whatever lab James Franco works in. Right, exactly. <laughs> How was this for you, Bridget, watching with the, was, the group of... It was great. It okay. was exactly what I wanted. Okay, good. Everybody was disgusted at the same moments. I know that would have been a real flip of the coin if all of a sudden, like, a really gross thing happens and we're all just like, what, is this a gross thing? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Desensitized. Yeah. <laughs> One of us was guaranteed to be grossed out. Yeah. Right. There's something for everyone to hate in this movie. Um, but I don't know. I find it thrilling. I just, I love this movie. It has like an Hollywood monster movie. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That I really enjoy. It's nice, but it's almost too grotesque for that to be that because. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Like you have like the, the straightforward Howard Shore score. Yeah. Which is like so classic. And then. Jeff Goldblum's ear just falls off. It's it's so <laughs> outrageous. Like, oh god, yeah. Once the ear fell off and other things, and I was like, yeah, we're this whole body body's gonna fall apart by the end of it. Okay. And I was like, that's what's gonna happen. Because yeah, I re- then I then I remembered like the puppeteered mm. insect looking thing that he becomes. But I listen. I admire the practical effects, as gross and disgusting as they are. They do exactly what they're designed to do, which is make me want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> or um, on your food. Or on my food, yeah. Or on someone's <laughs> foot. Um, then I like some of the fun stuff where he's climbing on the walls and everything. That's cool because, you know, it's 
obvious what they're doing, but it's cool that they did it that way and not with, like, wires or they did something silly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I also get, I think I was telling you before this, that it is, like, a centralized location. We're kind of there the whole time. It feels like, again, something you could just make a short, make a short film or, like, a Twilight Zone episode and get the idea of what's going on. But... I, I, listen, I get it. It's it can be it's a midnight fun movie. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like something you throw on after dark or whatever. But yeah. it is heinous. It is heinous. <laughs> it is a, it is a divisive film. Yeah. I texted two of my best friends from high school who were among the people that was like, "Come over to my basement tonight. Let's see some shit." Yeah. And one of them loves this movie. She was like. They are in for a treat. Like, she was so excited. <laughs> we were covering this, and the other was like, no, absolutely you're gonna, not. You're going to lose those friends. Yeah. <laughs> Delete the no, numbers now. Absolutely not. <laughs> Wait, who liked it and who didn't? Do I know these people? You do know these people. Who liked it? I'll cut it out, but who liked it and who didn't? Who loves this movie? Oh, weird. Cannot stand this movie. No, I thought it'd be that's exact, No, that's exactly oh, what really? I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. has, like, no... No chill. With no, it. Tolerance no, no tolerance for like, <laughs> li- like foodery. 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. So it is. It's a divisive film, but I have to evangelize for it wherever I can. Got it. Because I think it's worth seeing. Maybe sure. yeah. I think it's worth. I can agree seeing at least once, just to see. Even as someone who doesn't like it, like I get it. Yeah, like, I get the why you would seek this out, or why it's something that should be seen mm-hmm. for the practical effects at the end alone. Yeah. So yeah. what they were able to do in 1986 with the puppeteering and you know Jeff Goldblum's eyes behind all of that makeup when he's like, you know, half to three quarters fly. Once he starts like really getting deformed. Mm-hmm. When he first explains it to to Gina Davis, that's when you're like, okay, this the makeup, like the practicality, the makeup, it's all on point. Like I get why this is something people enjoy, especially if you're into body horror or this kind of like gross, grotesque type of movie. Mm-hmm. Very Evil Deadish. Yes. Parts, yeah. yeah. Like the bar scene where he breaks the guy's arm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Anytime he vomits. Just horrible. <laughs> Keep it in your mouth, bud. I don't want to see that shit. I don't think he looks at Gina Davis. He's like, oh, sorry, that's gross. <laughs> I did like how he didn't immediately become dumb. Right. Like, that easily could have been the route they took, is that as soon as the fly starts to take over, he starts to lose. Like, he's as smart as he is right up until the point his head explodes. Because, like, even he knows, like, this is a gun, put this gun to my head. I know I'm more fly and teleporter now than man, but Mm -hmm. kill me. (laughs) It's a sci-fi schlocky movie with gross out practical effects. But there is a nice through line of pathos through the movie, too. Of like, as you see him realize, flip back and forth between Brundle and Fly in the same body. And, you know, the speech he gives Gina Davis where he's like, if you stay here, I'll hurt you. And like the talking about insects don't have politics like that self-awareness sort of stays there throughout which Mm, makes it compelling i think beyond just what piece of him is going to fall off next yeah Yeah, because if he had just 
lost his speech or whatever mm-hmm. three quarters of the way through before we get the real transformation. <laughs> just buzz, I'm buzz, like, buzz. Why? Yeah, why? I don't care. Like, why are you... Just kill, kill him now. He's not yeah. even talking. Just kill him. <laughs> so I'm glad that they were able to stretch the runtime with keeping him lucid in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love Gina Davis. She's really good in this. Yeah, she does a good. great job. It's a sort of... Like, when you think of Scream Queen... Like, I don't think she sort of fits the mold, but she does such a good, like, just fright and sadness and all of it. She fits it when that jaw comes off. Oh, dude. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was uh, when she has the dream abortion. Oh, true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was when, like, her screaming and then all of the nurses and doctors screaming. That was great. The the wiggling. wiggling But if anyone's familiar with how an abortion goes about, it doesn't take eight people and someone pushing their stomach to get a... Three foot larva out of their fucking body. No, but it's silly. It's silly. It's just meant to be. It's just meant to be. <laughs> it's just meant to be there. I believe that was also that's another thing that switched after test audiences. That was initially going to be Her placed at the abortion? En- no, like placed at the end of the movie. Oh. Hmm. And so they moved it as a dream sequence still, or no? Like this is the actual no, like as, I a, think as, as a, a yeah dream like you, sequence. Yeah. 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 Wait, you think is a dream sequence? I believe that it was like meant to be a dream sequence, even when it was placed at the end. Oh, okay. Mm. I figure you throw that at the end. That's dun dun dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even if if you do that as a dream sequence at the end, I'd be like, wait, was the whole movie a dream? Like, I would have way more questions mm-hmm. than it being thrown in the middle. Right now, okay, just the abortion is the dream. Because mm-hmm. yeah. even when she woke up, I was like, wait, is she actually pregnant? Was that part of the dream? I don't, I'm not sure. When did the dream start? It'd be more of a dun-dun-dun if there were a happy ending. That would have been like, oh shit, things are still sour and horrible. But the fact that the movie knows that there's nothing that this guy can do to save himself, and he knows it, which is great. I I didn't want a happy ending with this one. No, I mean, well, I mean, the human person that we like lives, so I guess... Well, yeah, for her, yeah. It's not like everyone just dies, but it's like they didn't try something stupid to, like, fix him. He's too far gone. Uh, I mean, he'll, he'll live. He'll just be... He'll... A bug. Wait, who? Who are you? Brundle. Oh, yeah, no, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant the the publisher ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, no, fuck like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he'll be fine. Like, yeah, he's yeah. just missing a hand and a foot. Yeah. He'll fit him with a prosthesis. He'll be fine. <laughs> he can go on publishing magazines until magazines stop being... Fiscally viable. Yeah, he's got a good twenty. Yeah. He's got twenty years. years. He's got twenty years yeah. of magazine. He's got twenty years of magazine. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. you know, and the uh, prosthesis tech is only getting better, so he'll be okay. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't turn into a fly, and he didn't, you know, get his face melted yeah. by bile. So that's good. Yeah. yeah, maybe he deserved it. Yeah, breaking into her apartment. Is it breaking in if you have a key? <laughs> it is if you don't give the key back. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is if you refuse to give the key back. Yeah. I guess he comes through securing a midnight abortion. Shooting the teleporter. Shooting the teleporter. (laughs) She's still got to go back to that office and get the abortion, though. Like, the movie ends and there's just a big hole in the wall. Right, she asked for an itemized bill. She's got (laughs) a glass wall. I don't think insurance is going to cover that. Oh, my God. But, like, she still has to go back and get one. Like, are you going to walk back through that big hole you left in the wall? Yeah, she walks in this way. Hey, are we still good? Yeah. 
I guess. Am I too late? I guess the one upside is that the doctor didn't see the fly creature. He just saw a big hole in the wall, so he doesn't know anything necessarily. But yeah, uh, he understands the urgency. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knew something was up when they were having the conversation because they were very clearly being dicey about what it was. Yeah, but I mean, you guys heard me under my breath as soon as she found out. I was like. Take care of it. Right. <laughs> please, please do the right thing, Gina Davis. <laughs> now it's not a time to be... Yeah. yeah. Don't be a hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think the baby's fine? Do you think it was the one time they did it before he went through? Or the handful of times they did it before he went through? Or do you think it's a, a larva baby? Mm. What does your gut tell you? Gut tells me it would have been fine just because it adds to the tragedy of the situation. Yeah. The sequel would tell me it is not. There's a sequel? There's a sequel to this movie. Cronenberg's not involved, but I believe it follows... Said baby fly? Brundle fly. Brundle Jr.? Brundle Jr. Got it. Is Gene Davis still in it? No. That means she didn't take care of it. I believe, and I did not review the synopsis on Wikipedia because I've never seen it. I believe it follows the child and it's implied that Gina Davis like dies as a result of the pregnancy. Hmm. Sad. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> Just... But I like to, for me, the movie ends where it ends definitively. Yeah. And I choose to not imagine further adventures of Veronica and baby Brundle. <laughs> <laughs> The and tag- Stathis. The tagline on the poster is the fly too. Like father, like son. Does it? <laughs> that's what the poster says. Oh my god. That's not the subtitle of the movie. Yeah. But that's the that's the poster. It's like basically the same poster as the first one. Like the machine, you know, there with all the things or whatever, but this one is just a little boy. Is boy-ed. it just like a fly leg coming out of a cradle? No, it's like a it's a little boy sticking <laughs> <to> machine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no Gina Davis, no, obviously no Goldblum, no, no. anybody as far as I can Got tell. It. No, I don't think anyone returns. Speaking of taglines, though, so Gina Davis, I wasn't sure if you guys noticed when she confronts Seth and Tawny, the girl from the bar, Seth's trying to drag Tawny into the machine, and he's Was that her name? Yes, <laughs> yes, I noted that. I was like, hmm... Very 1986 choice. Um, But she says, be afraid, be very afraid. Mm -hmm. And that is the original tagline to this movie. Mm -hmm. So anytime you've heard that, it comes from The Fly. See, when I heard it, I was just like, oh, they took that from whatever that came from. No, I can't. Not, oh, did that come from this? There was the Genesis, (laughs) yeah. So Are you I'm, investigating Baby Brundle? Yeah, so I'm looking at the, I was looking at the castle. You can tell it, Adam doesn't like this movie because he's <laughs> spoiling the sequel for himself. Oh yeah, definitely not watching this. Um, but it stars Eric Stoltz, who was almost Marty McFly. Wow. Um, but I'm reading here, so he's Martin, uh, Martin Brundle. So he's the grown-up version of the kid, I guess. Uh, and then underneath that, it says Harley Cross as 10-year-old Martin age three but advanced body so like i guess he's growing at a rapid pace so Mm -hmm. a 10 year old boy is playing a three-year-old boy in a in a 10 year old boy's body but he's three okay and then eric stoltz then becomes that also younger but also older boy oh god okay okay 
There's a character in this movie called Scorby, which just sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. I think they know Tawny. Yeah, Tawny and Scorby, yeah. <laughs> the guy who plays uh, Stathis comes back. Oh, welcome back, Stathis. Yeah, so he, see, I told you, he lives a regular normal life after this. <laughs> Is he still in publishing? Yeah. Does our synopsis cover that? <laughs> Does not say. I don't know how often he's in it. He's just listed in the cast list. So, hmm. yeah, I'm not going to watch that. No, no, it's fair. I love this movie, and neither am I. Had you seen, now I did, in pulling up the Wikipedia for The Fly 2, uh, it said that the original had multiple sequels. Have you seen any of those? No, and I had no idea that the original had any sequels until I was doing research for this. So the only one I've seen are the two sort of original... Flies. Flies. Can you, Adam, can you look up how long is the the OG... Because that might be closer to, you know, it feels like a Twilight Zone episode. An hour-long episode. Yeah. I bet it's probably like 70 minutes. 94 minutes. It's two minutes shorter than the remake. Really? Yep. Okay. Do either of you care about the sequel? Because I can spoil more stuff. Oh, no. Go right for it. Okay. Uh, So Gina Davis was approached to return, Mm -hmm. uh, but she didn't because her character dies in the first act. Yeah. And she was like, I don't. It's not going to give me any time to do anything. Like, why would I sign on to this? Yeah. So I thought that was that was interesting. But some potential <laughs> sequel casting. Keanu Reeves was offered the role of young Brundle, young boy Brundle. Uh, but he turned it down because he disliked the script. What year did this come out? It's like a couple years after. 89. So, like, very quickly after. Because the baby's only three, but is also ten, but then is also Eric Stoltz. So. Got you. That should all track, I believe. (laughs) Um, Josh Brolin passed after a failed audition for the role. So Josh Brolin tried to be a new Brundle Flyboy, but they're like, no, you're no. And now he's a famous actor. So that's good for him. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I think that was, yeah, that was the only other potential casting there. Poor Eric Stoltz. This would have happened right after... Back Everything with Back to the Future. Yeah. Well, that came out in 85, so he had a good four years to realize that he really, really didn't luck out in this regard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I could have been Marty McFly, but instead I'll be the fly. Two. Two. <laughs> like father, like son. <laughs> God. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. What a career path. Mm-hmm. Were you disappointed the fly didn't have wings? I honestly thought that he would get some kind of wings before anything else. Because I feel like anytime there's like a transformation in a movie into something that has wings, the wings always come first. Like, I feel like there's always a scene where you, you know, he's hunched over and you see like the vertebrae start breaking his back and Mm. popping out. That's what I was expecting, especially when he had the cut on his back where we first see the hairs. I was like, oh, that's it. That's where the fly is going to start coming out is through the cut that he had. And for a while I was like, did this only happen because he had a cut? Because they made a very deliberate choice to keep showing the hairs only on the back. So I was like, oh, was the cut the reason why? But like, no, any anything you throw in there would have done that. Even if you didn't have a cut. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I was disappointed. It's just I thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah. And then we just got weird bent legs and mandibles. Mm. So, I like the beginning how they kind of showed, like, insect vision. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they were going to revisit that with him losing his vision or having a hard time adjusting to 
that, but they never really did that. No, he doesn't get a lot of time to, like, or at least to us, yeah. understand his new body or whatever. Yeah. It's really just when the ear falls off and when he's pulling off the fingernails. <laughs> where he's like, oh, and okay, I'm, I'm figuring this out. I'm learning. I'm doing things. You know, I just, I wanted to see more of, like, a, okay, well, I want to understand why I was able to just do all this gymnastics in my living room. As opposed to just standing there and trying to fuck Gina Davis. <laughs> Dude, she, to be was, fair, she was hot and bothered by that. Well, yeah. I, who who would it be? be? Yeah. <laughs> he was sweaty and jacked and doing I incredible do activity. I always forget. He was walking on his ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget to check this before he gets in the, the teleporter. But it does seem like Jeff Goldblum comes out like so ripped. Like the fog comes out oh, and yeah. he's like got like a fog speedo practically. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like glistening and like. Either they block the scene very well with camera movements. Yeah. I mean, I think he's like, he still fairly skinny going in. Right. Not, he might not have been as jacked, but. Yeah. You just see the first time you see him with his shirt off, but yeah. I guess so. Yeah, but I, to be fair, like very few people question when good things happen to them. Like, if I could do, do, like, a nice gymnastics routine, like, if I woke up and just suddenly was an athlete, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. I'm just like, I knew I had it in me. <laughs> if only I hadn't focused so much on that science. science. Yeah. yeah, right. I could have been a gymnast. Or at least a love machine. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Great hair in the beginning, though. Oh, both. both of them do. <laughs> yeah, a lot of... A lot of Aquanet, I imagine. A lot of Aquanet going on, yeah. What was the grossest moment for you? The baboon inside out <laughs> was pretty gross. But I don't know if that's just because it was the first gross thing. I mean, the transformation into the like the final fly form was probably the grossest. It's just the like, grand finale. It's like the fireworks. They just keep yeah. <laughs> the rest of the shit they have. Because like, the teeth was gross, but this was about the time I was getting a little bored with it. Okay. So it was just like, okay, yeah, his teeth fell out. Okay. You know, he pulled off the fingernail. I'm like, okay. Okay, you got to do that too, I guess. Like, let's just <laughs> let's just get up to the next thing. What else are we going to do? What else are we going to rip off? Um, so it's it, between the pig and like the final, like, his jaw gets ripped off. His head like rips open in the middle and the mandibles come out and like mm-hmm. his fly head appears. That I think is the grossest thing, but it was also like the coolest thing. So. Yeah. It's hard to be, like, grossed out by the thing I was looking forward to seeing in the movie. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, the baboon g- caught me off guard because I thought, obviously, it's not going to work. Because we have to see the machine fail mm-hmm. with regular human matter. But I thought it would just be a dead pool of blood on the floor. Not struggling to survive and lift its head and go, Aah! So I was, I thought maybe the when the hands hit the glass... You see the blood first, that it was just, that was it dying. I didn't expect to see all the writhing and pain and spasming of an inside-out baboon. So that was at least more shocking than the thing I knew to happen, which is he turned into a fly. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What was the grossest thing for you? The nails and teeth? Yeah, just because I don't like that type of shit, and like, <laughs> you're just imagining your own fingernails and teeth being ripped out. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, it's very much. And I know, I, I think I brought this up like two weeks ago, or even a week ago, when we talked about. I brought up Black Swan for some reason, or no, we were talking about staying alive. Yeah, and how that was very much going after the dance uh, world, and it just didn't do what maybe Black Swan did, which was talk about the struggles 
But in that movie, there's a ton of body horror in there where mm-hmm. she's pulling nails off or cuticles or whatever. And just like, get that shit out of here. See, in that movie too, isn't she pulling feathers out of her out back? Of her back. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, that, that's also true. the yeah. first thing to come in a transformative movie about things with wings. But I think him throwing up on like his hand and his like leg. No, I don't want it. I don't want to say it. It looked awesome. It was gnarly. But when he did it again, I'm like, for God's sake. <laughs> I was grossed out when he did it to the donut and was like, oh, I'm sorry, that's gross. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite part of this movie because every time I watch it with someone who's never seen it before, that's the biggest, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because I didn't. What have you done to me? I didn't know that flies did that, assuming that they do, uh, because he says that flies do that. I didn't yeah. know that's how flies ate. It's just so nonchalant. Yeah. It's great because there's some great, like, snap editing going on where, like, it just cuts right to him. Like, it's like, what was that? It's like when a baby throws up. And Gina Davis's face is so good, too. It's good. Yeah, once we got to him doing it on the guy at the end, though, I was like, all right, I've seen this a few times. It's not as gross. Like, I said, I don't like vomit, and so it's not pleasant to watch. Mm-hmm. But at least it's not, like, skinny But he was, crawling. like, throwing up, especially on the foot part, he threw up on his foot and, like, opened it up a little bit, and he was, like, playing with it, like, ah, ah, he said, like, <laughs> open it up more, like, open a crocodile's mouth or something. Like, stop. The guy's foot's fucked. He's yeah. <laughs> just ripping it off gently. <sighs> I think the thing that grosses me out the most is not even necessarily, like, kind of the big gross set pieces of fingernails and teeth, and I love the vomit, but is how twitchy Jeff, Jeff Goldblum is. Oh, when he's like fly spasming? Oh, no, he does yeah, some great body like, acting, like, yeah. Uh, Physical stop. acting. Uh, uh, like, like, it hurts my neck. <laughs> Makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't play that role as an older man. He had to do it in his young days, because otherwise he'd give himself whiplash from all the ticks. <laughs> right, right. He's already have, he has ticks as he is in other movies. I think naturally he has ticks, which works great. It does lend itself. Because well. I've seen that oh, like... So he's not even acting? Ugh. <laughs> I know, really, just natural, Jesus. Um, it's the Catherine Hepburn effect. <laughs> but he's done like that lip-licking thing in other movies, which I saw him do a couple times, mm-hmm. which... If you had not seen his other stuff, maybe you would attribute later on to him becoming a bug or whatever else. But and he's got the buggy eyes. Um, but no, to your point, he has a like, great posture throughout the movie. And then all of a sudden, he's like the hunchback of Notre Dame like, mm-hmm. at the end. Igor. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. And like obviously, given the ending where he turns into a full-on fly, it all pays off in the end. But through most of the transformation, I was like, other than the hairs, he doesn't look very fly-like. Because, again, no wings... The the hairs were very sporadic until they, like, almost near the end when they finally started coming in, like, on his face. But otherwise, he just got, like, weird boils, almost. He looked like the Toxic Avenger, not, like, a fly. Yeah. Which was a little, like, okay, he's not even... He's just turning into a gross thing. He's not turning into a fly. I want to see more fly elements in this transformation rather than, here's a gross blob, now the blob is a fly. Which is, <laughs> which is what we got. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, is there a costume corner with this one? Costume corner. I will say that the baboon has a serious coat. Dude. That's costume corner right there. He's looking great. He's looking great. Yeah. Baboon probably looks the best out of the main <laughs> cast. And in a movie with a lot of uncomfortable scenes, it looks so cozy to be held as a baboon by Jeff Goldblum. Oh, it's great. Just... That, like, comfy monkey hug. The comfy monkey hug. I was really weirded out when he came out of the machine the second time in front of Tawny. 
Mm-hmm. And the baboon just like jumps into his arms. And he's like, that's right. I am the king of all things. He <laughs> <laughs> just like had that pose and the camera angle was like below him. So it makes him look like a giant. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, I don't like that he's holding the monkey while doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Give me this camera angle. Show me this. But don't. Don't have him holding the monkey out yeah. like that. Get the monkey out of here. Yeah. Get him for testing. Or turn him into a cat. I don't know. Do something. Yeah. Get him out of here, though. He doesn't need to be here for this. I think we all collectively gasped when Stathis confronts Veronica about still going to see Seth. And she says, I'm on to something big. And he goes, his cock. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was so, like, it caught me so off guard because I don't remember the last time I heard the word cock in a movie. <laughs> like, that has a very specific media connotation, and it's not this. Like, it's, right. it's not 35 millimeter. It's not the silver screen. It's a different screen. It's, it's a, a different crop of actors and directors yes. that I hear that word used. So I think this <laughs> that just caught me so off guard because I was like, when the fuck is the last time I heard a character in a regular close-on movie say the word cock? Okay, we're, we're, we're going there. We're, yeah. <laughs> it's tamed by the rest of the movie standards. Yeah. Right. You know, that's it's something light for you. Oh, and again, when Tawny is over and Seth is trying to convince her Maybe it's, he's trying to convince Veronica. I can't remember when he says this line. Um, He's like, go in, get in the transporter. And she's like, no, no. And he says, why not? It'll make you feel sexy. That was Tommy, yeah. I liked when he tried to get Veronica to go in. And she's like, no, 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 I'm scared. Like, I don't want to do it. Something's up with you. You've changed. You're different. He's like, you're real drag. You know that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I love that meltdown. Zero to 60. He showed no signs whatsoever of being aggressive or anything mm-hmm. up until that point and just turn on a dime with just a ridiculous, like, he doesn't just yell at her. He just says a ridiculous thing. Like, you're real drag, you know that. But, like, angry and quick. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. Yeah, you just fucked all day. Like, give the girl a break. Nice. <laughs> Telepods were real. Would you get in one? Not after this movie. Well, you've seen the movie, but all the science checks out, press conferences, plenty of other people have tried it. Would you do it? Probably not. No. No? I'll still take public transportation or wherever I gotta right, go. I'll walk. I'll walk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that noise. And I I probably couldn't afford it, realistically. But even if I were given, like, a... You've run, won a teleportation pass. It's a pass, dog. It's, yeah. <laughs> It's like Leo on the Titanic. He got free tickets, too. Okay, that turned right. out for him. Absolutely. If you were spliced with an animal, what animal would you be <laughs> oh, spliced with? Another pure human. Another pure, <laughs> pure human. Well, it's like that book, Animorphs, or what were they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. Animorphs. Yeah. They were aliens, though. Were they? I believe so. Oh. I think they were... I don't know if they, like, inhabited regular kids, or if they were just aliens that took the form... Of children, but also animals. But they're definitely aliens. I read one of those books. Gotcha. I never read a single Animorphs book. I also watched the show. It was a show. Oh, it, oh, that's right. There was. See, I listed books first, then show this time, as opposed to Goosebumps, where it was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know what animal I'd want to be surprised by. Yeah, again, this is not a movie that says that's a thing you should do. Correct. So that's not I've, a great question. I've already question. learned my lesson, yeah. yeah. Even if this movie didn't exist, I don't think I would want that. I think I just want to be a, a cat, but I more so just want to not have any responsibilities and mm. lay in a house all day. Yeah. And someone else pays the rent. I'm fine being a human, but give me human-sized, like, cat trees that I can climb around in and... <laughs> in my house, I'm fine with that. I don't even need gene splicing. Just give me giant yeah. carpeted structures in my home. Because <laughs> every once in a while, someone comes over and like jingles a bell, like Adam, where are you? You stick your head out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here in the scratching post. Oh yeah. There's carpet and rope and everything. <laughs> what sort of what other questions does this movie pose? <laughs> you know. This was brought up while we were watching. Let's say you had been dating someone for a week or two, and then you go to see them, and their fingernails have fallen off, and their ear is falling off, and they're vomiting on their food. Are you going to stick around? What's your move? What's your play? I mean, it was a whirlwind romance at the beginning. Like right. There, yeah. She got into his bed with bedroom eyes, completely unprompted, after knowing him for what seems like 10 minutes. Like, they go over after the science fair, and he goes, look at my machine, it does stuff. You want to see it? And then she's like, okay, let's have sex. <laughs> like that's, right. You she's put like, my nylon on there? Me, give me one of your five identical ties. Over here. <laughs> yeah, she, and she jumped on him after finding out he has all the same wardrobe. Normally that's a red flag, and you get out of there. She was into it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you are like Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a science major before my teacher took advantage of me. <laughs> God, yeah, that's I so find weird. that awesome. Yeah. Gina Davis, sticking it out. Well, she knows that Jeff Goldblum's still in love with her because how could he not be? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, how could he not be? I know, that was a great line. When she's like, he's like, is he still in love with you? She's like, obviously. Ob- obviously. <laughs> Gina Davis. Kel Surprise, yeah. my friend. <laughs> you seen my skin? Creamy and unblemished and perfect. Of course, the man is in love with me. <laughs> I'm not part fly, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad she survived and uh, the the guy shot the shotgun at the tubes. It would have been cool to see what a fly man Gina Davis baby hybrid would have looked like. Like if they had all yeah. gone through completely fine and come out the other side as like a really fucked up ending of really nobody survives because we got acid fingers over there lying on the ground. Yep. And then this triple hybrid thing. That could have been interesting, from at least from a character design perspective. Yeah. A little gross. Yeah. Gross family you got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful, gross, gross family. family. <laughs> what do you think would have been the dominant form? Do you think it would have been like a baby head or a Gina Davis face or fly head with Gina Davis body and Baby arms? What are you thinking? Lots of hair. I see lots of hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of hair. But it's so well kept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It survives the, the transporting. It's so... Like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, like, so upsetting. But, I mean, you gotta have a Gina Davis face, I think, as we've established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least so she can just be, like, still horrified. But, yeah, I'm also a fly now. But, yeah, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> but... She would never vomit. She's too polite. 
I think now I'm just picturing <laughs> Gina Davis like covering her mouth daintily, like throwing up bile. <laughs> like, bleh. Do you, do you have a tissue? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, speaking of food, that steak looked gross. Yeah, now. Jeff Goldblum Flyman does not know how to cook a steak. Yeah, what was going on? I guess he was still human then. Doesn't know how to cook a steak. No. It was gray and... Yeah, yeah why was it so gray? There was, and there was pink when you cut into it, which was like, also, I'm like, what temperature are we cooking at right now? I'm confused and concerned. He probably cooked it with the cappuccino machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a stainless steel pan on the He's stove. He's uh, yeah, <laughs> No finesse, though. She's right. Looks gross. <laughs> We're just naming gross things. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what the, the weird movie... sculpture in Gina Davis's apartment. Oh, yeah, what like... was that? <laughs> it looked like lungs, but then from the side they were like sharp and pointy. So I have no idea. I what couldn't it. describe I think it, was just, it. It was just eighties art. Yeah. Yeah. In a ritzy, you know, magazine writer's apartment. Yes. Yeah. You know, they had money back then because people read magazines. Right. I don't know how many people read Particle magazine. In this universe, but yeah, Stathis might only have like fifteen years realistically. Well, Adam, based off of this experience, <laughs> yes, do you feel as though you would go down that list from earlier? Not on my own, okay. Because, like I said, the body horror stuff here didn't do anything for me. Okay, it wasn't like, oh, that's cool and gross. I want to see more cool and gross things. Like I know people who like that. Mm-hmm. All power to them. It's not what I want from my movie-going experience, necessarily. And it, and it wasn't like I was so over the moon about the practicality of it, where I'm like, oh, I want to see other really awesome examples of this, because I can see other really awesome examples of practical costume monster effects that are in movies that the whole point of them isn't, ooh, look how gross I can be, which I feel like that list is probably a lot of, ooh, look how gross I can be. I need I need more than that. And I know that's a lot to ask of the body horror genre, is to give me more compelling things around it. But that's what I said when we went into the to watching it at the end of the first part. Is like I, I want more around that stuff. Mm-hmm. And here I, I was just kind of bored because it did seem like it's like, okay, I'm just waiting to get to Inside Out Baboon or ear fall off mm-hmm. or whatever the next like thing is mm. so of the list i still think the thing is the only one where i'd be like yeah i would watch that just because i know that that's a big seminal body horror classic that's john carpenter right yeah and i know like his work so even though halloween is a slasher movie what's around that is still good so it's not just like can we get to another kill please you know yeah. i want to like feel the tension I want to. And like I know the basic premise of like the thing can look like anybody. So there's always that tension of like, ooh, who's actually the thing right now? Whereas this, like, I know Jeff Goldblum's the fly. I didn't have tension in this movie, which I feel like if, there were, if I was tense or if I was worried about what was going to come around the corner, I might have been more into it because then I'm at least like, you know, ooh, you know, mm. palms are sweaty, clutching yeah. the blanket, like, oh, what's going to happen? But like, when Jeff Goldblum jumped on um, Stathis, I knew he was going to do that. Like, when Stathis was walking around with the shotgun, I'm like, okay, well, Jeff Goldblum's going to drop on him from the ceiling. Because he's not looking up, because he still doesn't know what's going on here. But I, So I wasn't worried about it. Where I feel like the thing, I would be worried 
oh no, which regular looking human person is going to turn into this blob and kill somebody or whatever it is the thing does. Mm -hmm. So the rest of them, I know people like Eraserhead was on that list. Mm -hmm. I'm not a David Lynch fan. Most of the things I've seen are weird for the sake of weird, which again is kind of like this. I want some more substance rather than just like, look how off-putting I can be. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I see that. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know that I would ever seek that one out, even though I know it's got a huge cult status and launched David Lynch to be the auteur that he, he is today. I'm fine just seeing Dune. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dune's a good midway point. Yeah. How about you, Johnny? What are your sort of final thoughts? My final thoughts are that, again, I think it it's probably better suited for a short film or like the hour-long Twilight Zone episode format. Um, I like it. I do like the sort of tragic, like, he still has like human morality and love and compassion, but is just so far gone with this thing that he was obsessed with about that he's just he's just is done you know what i mean the yeah, movie doesn't try to make anything nice out of he's a mess fucking kill him <laughs> uh, but i think to adam's point is the stuff in between the gross stuff is not nearly as compelling as maybe some other movies like the thing and other things where there is like other tension going on that like the tension in this movie is so reliant on the gross shit like that's like the look away where other movies have the look-away stuff and it earns it. The gross stuff maybe a little more. We're here, it gets to a point it's where it's like, okay, now I'm just like at the carnival and I'm watching like a freak show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's nothing really surprising about what I'm going to see next. No, they, they almost showcase the body horror stuff as jump scares, but I know to expect them because of what the movie is. Right. So maybe if I had never heard of The Fly and went into this completely cold, that might have got me more. Or if I saw this as a kid, that might have got me more. But because I'm watching it as an adult and I know the point of the movie, it doesn't work the way that some of those other ones might work. Again, I haven't seen them, so I don't yeah. know. But I know they have their fans, and I think that would make for a, a more enjoyable experience from my perspective of, I want that sweaty palm feeling, knowing that the gross thing is coming, but not quite sure where it's going to come from or what it's going to be. Whereas this is just like, Door opens, fog machine. Boom! It's inside out. I got you. Like, oh, no, I saw the bloody... Like, yeah. oh, okay. That's fucked up. And I don't want to see another one. I hope the next baboon is okay. But yeah. it doesn't have that like heart-pounding lead-up it's, to it, it. He's nice the entire time. That's the problem. If he was mean or menacing like into the second act, and it's like he's creeping around corners, and he's... Like, he's, he's unpredictable yeah. and he could kill you get more and do something shots irrational on a rooftop but the fact is he is fairly rational the whole movie and he's nice yeah correct yeah that yeah. rooftop shot is great when they cut to him as she gets in the car and drives away yeah. <laughs> the smash cut to his grotesque weird face and that's all you see I laughed really hard yeah <laughs> and I don't think I'm supposed to <laughs> no I don't think I don't hate it like you do I don't think you hate it you just didn't really yeah, care he, for it I just but... think it's kind of stupid yeah <laughs> but um I don't know, it's a fun watch, and I get your point to show it to people who haven't seen it before, because maybe some people have not seen anything quite like that before, mm-hmm. and this would be a good introductory one that doesn't completely terrorize them like other horror movies and give them that. This is more of like, again, like you said, like an old Hollywood monster movie that has that sort of romantic element to it, mm-hmm. 
but again, feeds you that gross shit. And yeah. then it's up to them whether they ever want to chase down that list of shit mm-hmm. or see another David Cronenberg yeah. movie again. So I like it. It's whatever. Yeah. It's a fun yeah. midnight yeah. movie. I like any movie with a baboon in it, too. <laughs> I, like <laughs> monkey. I like monkeys. Monkeys, yeah. I am glad that I watched it with a group, though. Yeah. Oh, I would never have watched this on my own. I'm no. glad we weren't doing a remote episode for this. No, I wouldn't have allowed it. <laughs> I wouldn't have allowed it. <laughs> no. Yeah, because I, I, like, the phone would have come out so early if it was just me sitting here, like, on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I would have admitted that as much. It'd be like, hey, guys, ten minutes in, I was... Yeah. You were phoning hard. I was, I was scrolling the internet. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but I'm too embarrassed to do that if people can see me. <laughs> I'm right next to you. Like, what are you looking at? Yeah. Are you looking at the Wikipedia for the film? Don't, no, you I'm looking at the sequel. Want <laughs> 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 to find out what happens to Eric Stoltz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this was, I think, a definite, like, fine, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Adam, for sticking it out. Yeah. No hatred or vitriol your way. So we're, okay. We're good. All right. Yeah. I Like I said, I'm owed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think you're still owed. It yeah. wasn't nearly as bad as... I think you had with Indy 4, so. No. Indy 4 is just... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. I'd rather watch an Inside Out Baboon for two hours. <laughs> just fucking Indy 4. Um, so what Indy 5 will be. Indiana Jones and the Inside Out Baboon. Gotta <laughs> 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 go find that Inside Out Baboon. Oh my god. I'm still reeling from the fact that James Mangold is directing that movie. It's gonna be good. I think it's going to be good. It's just strange. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Adam. Thank nope. you, Johnny. No problem. Of course. Adam, you want to take us away? Sure. Our usual spiel? Yeah, because that'll do it for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It, which remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of The Fly. Have you seen The Fly too? Have you seen the original Fly or the original Fly 2 or whatever Fly 3 was called back in 1960-whatever? <laughs> um, what are also some of your favorite body horror movies? Is it The Thing? Is it the myriad of other Danny, David Cronenberg movies that have existed? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Johnny. I'm Bridget. And thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Swat. Swat.